fuck? I got a podcast right now. <laughs> I'm having, yeah. having a glass of wine during this podcast. Hey, I just oh, poured nice. a martini. Next time I call in, I'll be blind from the hooch we drink when we're done. Stop talking. I'm not interested. Just before we get started, just to make sure we're all on the same page as we're listening to this, understand this is just four guys sitting around in a virtual living room having a chat because they're stuck in a snowstorm. It's not our professional selves. There's nothing here we're embarrassed about, but there's going to be a little bit of swearing and just us being us. So let's just take it for what it is. You got any cassette tapes, dude? (laughs) From our world headquarters at 15 Sturgeon Crescent in Thompson, Manitoba, Canada, this is Snow Day, a podcast with Dr. George Alvarez. I'm teaching them something, and then an internal medicine resident will go, oh, well, you know, the most up-to-date guidelines suggest this, Dr. Alvarez. He is looking up in real time information that I don't know yet. Stephen DeGroote. Well, I hope you gave that resident a failing grade. Leslie Hansen. Oh, you think you're so smart that you're a doctor, but all I had to do was fucking Google eight (laughs) this morning, and I kept up with all these guys. And me, Bruce Krentz one they left behind. The Dirty Dancing soundtrack was the first CD that I ever bought. (laughs) Oh, that's a fail. This is episode five of the Snow Day podcast coming up. We're going to talk about technology today. Just before we do that, a few notes from producer Mike, who I just talked to a couple minutes ago. I said, what did you think of episode number four? And uh, his comments on the safety episode were a little bit too lovey-dovey. He thought the topic was maybe a little bit too weak just because we were all kind of on the same page on that. He would have liked to see a little bit more diversity. He was interested to hear that the doctor really didn't care too much about safety. That was a little odd and interesting. It's a good thing overall. He said, maybe we look for some topics that have to do a little bit with geography because that's kind of what separates us a little bit. We all started in one place and moved around, so we'll kick those around. Uh, Moving forward this time around, technology is the topic and we're not going to fade into we hate children on phones and we hate what that's done to our kids because that's too easy. That's low-hanging fruit. We are better than that. Our uh, bourbon-soaked brains can be better than that. Uh, So the challenge to us really is we're a group of guys that grew up with rotary phones and now all carry one in our pockets. So we have seen some unbelievable technological changes in our lifetimes. And we want to talk a little bit about uh, sort of some of the most amazing things we've seen and maybe some of our biggest fuck ups. So uh, with that in mind, we'll do a quick check in before we start off. Uh, Let's start with you, Stevie D. Where are you at today? What's going on in your world? I'm actually in Winnipeg. I was supposed to be in uh, Toronto this week doing a pretty big event and it got postponed. And I found myself with uh, three days of unscheduled uh, time, which for me is unbelievable. So I uh, created a bunch of stuff. I was left unsupervised and had some great meetings with people here in Manitoba that I wanted to meet. But uh, yeah, just same old, same old working. Uh, don't have the kids this week. So um, yeah, just lots of time to spend by myself and spin out of, out of control. Still haven't bought less uh, dinner yet. <laughs> <laughs> just another pitiful excuse. This is true. Excuse. And you've had an opportunity because we saw each other last week. <laughs> we did. We did again. Let's just not go there. Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> Moving right along. Georgie, you are having dinner. You're hosting a dinner party right now in the midst of that you got that going and what else well, I'm the opposite of Steve. I have like an entire free week. So I'm volunteering at uh, my daughter's school for school trips. I'm in the middle of a dinner party. I'm having a glass of wine during this podcast. Tomorrow, I've got five of six lasering for my cock and balls to be sweet and smooth. So <laughs> it's a good week. Wow. Wow. That, was, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. You're lucky this is not a video podcast. I'll show you. Uh, yeah. You're, that's your first glass of wine, eh, George? <laughs> Seems like bad form. You didn't do that before the dinner party. Just saying. 
<laughs> Less going hungry out in Toronto because Steve can't uh, feed you. What else is happening? Yeah, so uh, I am in Toronto, although I crossed paths with Steve in Winnipeg last weekend. I, uh, being the good son that I am, I made the trek home to Winnipeg to surprise my mother for Mother's Day weekend, and uh, nice. had a had a good had a good weekend at home. Saw Steve. Uh, I believe I stiffed you for the bill on the beers on the patio because I I know I just got up and walked off and left you and no, the no. guys sitting there, waved goodbye. Maybe no, somebody cool. else I, picked up the tab again. Yeah, we all just <laughs> said goodbye, actually. <laughs> No, no, I did. I, or you, I got it. You all stiffed a waitress after. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I kept saying, uh, "I got it, I got it, I got it," and then I said that to the waitress. But you did not. Uh, you did not no, no, buy dinner I, again. No, and I didn't. Uh, now I'm back in Toronto, and I am up to my eyeballs in uh, uh, home renovations with a kitchen and bathroom and the main floor of my loft, looking like a fucking construction site, and it's driving me crazy. But uh, that's that. So my guest go. bedroom. Thanks, Les. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Steve. <laughs> your guest bedroom has uh, five kitchen appliances <laughs> in it stacked on top of each other right now. So, well, maybe I'll make yeah, you dinner the next time I stay over. <laughs> yeah. Cheapest Airbnb and guest ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and me, boys, hanging around in Thompson, we were just saying before we got started, it snowed here the other day, so it's, I'm certainly not into summertime living yet, but hoping upon hope that the ice will go off Paint Lake soon and we get out there. I was down to Brandon. Kids that I was chaperoning did really good at the badminton tournament. We had a lot of fun on that trip, and uh, now... Like we said, it's just kind of hanging around in Thompson. Went to the loudest party I've ever been to on Saturday night. Uh, it was just, it was one of those ones where the volume just kept amping up. Everybody kept talking louder and louder till we were all just shouting for absolutely no reason. But <laughs> somehow shouting, it. shouting makes it fun. It's weird. Everyone walked out like, man, that was awesome. Because <laughs> I like everything's you. fun. Why eh? are you yelling? I like, don't know, but I like it. Like, is anybody sitting there in that spot? <laughs> I had hey, Bruce, I got a question for you. <laughs> lay, lay it on me, Georgie. Yeah, speaking of yelling, let me channel Donald Wong and you guys winning provincials in that doubles badminton. How did you guys do? Any uh, any winners in provincials? Uh, we didn't quite have any winners at provincials. Our best place was uh, six. Okay, stop talking. I'm not interested. Okay. okay let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll slide it. Murph and his partner came 10th. Not bad if you're in grade 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, slipped, he slipped that one in there. Yeah, I had to slide that in. Okay. <laughs> Enough about me. Let's talk about you and all the wonderful things that you and I could do. Technology, we're going to kick this one off. So like we said, we want to hear your story of something that just absolutely blew you away or maybe a technological absolute fumble and we'll see where our lives took us with that. Uh, we're going to start it off with world famous uh, author, speaker, and leadership guru, Stephen DeGroot. What do you got for us on the technology front? Well, you know, I, I we're going to sound old here. Like, I, there's no getting around it. We were all born in 1970 or 1971, which all the major biggest technological advances were between that time and 1978. For me, though, like, for me, the biggest technological advance... I was thinking well, like, that maybe getting on the moon was pretty big. Uh, no, no, no. What I mean is, like, uh, computers went from being one size room to becoming PC, you know, like calculators, solar panels. Like, there's a there's a huge thing that happened in that in that time frame. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like massive digital watches, like you know, you name it. Um, but yeah, so but I, yeah, compared to what we have now, absolutely nothing. But I, I was just thinking about this getting ready as George was te uh, t texting back and forth. Uh, is what I, one of the biggest things that stayed out for me, Bruce, is when we were in grade eight, and I was over at your place. 
space. Uh, we're hanging out on a Saturday and you had, you were the first person to have a CD and a CD player, like a compact disc. And I remember just going, what is that? And you're like, oh, it's, uh, is that, that one of those mini uh, uh, laser uh, videos? It's <laughs> just really small. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's just, and, and it was the first time I saw a CD, like a compact disc player. And to me, that was phenomenal. Like that was a super advance, right? So that stands out for me. It was, it was a big one. Uh, there's probably no pride in my choice of CDs. I was guided. I, I love this. Uh, the first album that I ever bought, I bought two of them, both of them with you, Lester, was, which is hard was to Was one Blondie? No, another one Blondie. <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of my first two picks. Uh, we bought Prince Purple Rain, which yes, has yes. the test of time. Like, yeah. Unreal. I'm yeah. so glad you talked Absolutely, me into that yeah. one. And uh, yeah. we, we also both chipped in. And I think this was you just being short on less money and, and scamming me into helping you. But I still appreciate it to this day. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Bark at the Moon. Oh, I was yes. just going to say, oh, I remember that very well. And the funny thing is, Bruce, we immediately took them home, threw them on my dad's turntable and taped them yeah. so that we could put them in our Walkman. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. And so we both have a copy because so we, we both paid Listen to them. them in a cassette. There's a technology throwback. Yeah. yeah. Walkman. Yeah. Well, and even... And recording an yeah. album was way harder than just recording an MP3, right? And dropping a new copy that it was a big deal. Oh um, yeah, you had to like you had to like listen to it in the headphones and like wait for it to end so the tape didn't run too far. <laughs> it's funny. Be, be good at starting it at the right place. So those are two awesome ones for me. And then things went downhill fast when I bought the CD player and adopted technology because the Dirty Dancing soundtrack was the first CD that I ever bought. Oh, <laughs> that's a fail. <laughs> Massive fall from baby, grace. baby. <laughs> Lester left town, and my my musical advisor. Yeah, was I was going to say, let's. I want to put a big disclaimer on that. We were no longer shopping for music today. <laughs> when you bought that CD. <laughs> Things fell apart hard. I followed it up with Paul Simon Graceland, and then there was a just a, a numerous disaster, like Debbie Gibson and <laughs> Tiffany disasters after that. <laughs> Whatever was available. You were just a CD glutton. Uh, You're just like, Whatever. Yes, sucker for a pretty face, maybe. I don't know. Uh, things went downhill. Uh, Georgie, let's go to you. What uh, what technology stuff you got for us? What uh, what sticks out for you? Well, I got a very distinct memory as a kid, and then one as an adult. As the kid, I remember. I think it was Michael Ustrike. If I can, if he's out there listening, I'd love. A little shout out to Michael Ustrike. He came to school and he had a calculator on his watch. And Ooh, I, remember thinking, I remember that. Remember those like really crazy thick watches that, and I thought, wow, that's such a ridiculous idea because the buttons were so small, but it was super cool in grade seven or eight to have the calculator in the watch. I remember that was sort of my first foray into going, wow, this like stuff is getting pretty cool. You know, this is way before any cell phones. And then my second big memory, which really blew me away, and I knew something big was happening, is I was at Western in London, you know, in London, Ontario, and I was out um, shopping somewhere for some music. And I don't know if it was, um, I don't know, crazy. what kind of big music stores existed back there? It doesn't really matter. Oh, but, HMV. Yeah, something like that. But I remember uh, looking at a CD disc player that held 500 discs. Like it was the big thing. Oh, yeah. It was all compact. Yeah, those big and stacks. It was like yeah. every possible piece of music that you could hold. And it was on sale for like a couple of thousand bucks. And people were like, oh my God, I could, every single CD in my world could fit in here. And then a month later, <laughs> yeah. iTunes came out, like a thousand uh, songs in your pocket. Remember that was their big thing? I came yep. back, they couldn't give that thing away. So I remember that was <laughs> yeah. a very distinct moment where it went from, wow, all of my music I've ever had. 
had to all of a sudden everyone buying those little nanos and literally having 2,000 songs in their pocket. That was the point where I realized, whoa, this is crazy. And some freak just spent $2,000 to buy like a 500 CD stacker. (laughs) (laughs) That nobody will take at their garage sale. A week from now, that thing's a doorstopper. Yeah, no kidding. I think well, on Apple, Apple has been on the edge of like a lot of the big technological advances, right? Like I remember uh, the iPhone, right, in the uh, the 2000s there, where it's like you know the, the the touch screen and just how interactive it was and how intuitive it was for the first time to go from like actual keyboards or keys on your phone to the touch screen was pretty phenomenal as well. Pretty phenomenal. First, the little disc yep. and then the, the spinning wheel that was on your first iPod and then onto that. And I mean, the, the big one for me with the phone, I mean, there's your phone can do a million things and we can talk about that for 10 hours. But I think where they led me by the nose was the camera. I didn't realize that I wanted to have a camera and be able to take pictures at all times. And now I'm addicted to it. Like, it's, mm. it's ridiculous. And yeah. I, 10 years ago, if you said, do you want a camera with you all the time? I'd say, no, I don't, I don't need that. And they were, they were way out ahead yeah, on that. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's amazing, Bruce. Uh, you know, we, we agreed in advance we were going to do the good, not the, the bad of technology. But, um, so I won't throw in a bad, but I will say it's amazing that Apple, decided to throw the camera into the iPhone almost as an afterthought, but having done so has changed society so much because think of how different the world is now because everybody walks around being able to document everything all the time for right. good and bad, right? We don't need to get yeah. into that, but the world is such a different place because of that. And it was almost yeah. a random, a random toss in. Yeah. But yeah. I want to, uh, I want to come back to the theme of music that, that, that you guys started off because I think there's a, a couple of things that are interesting. One is the fact that vinyl has made such a resurgence, right? We just gave yeah. the history of how we used to buy albums and then we bought cassettes and then we bought CDs and then everybody had a, uh, an iTunes library and now vinyl has come back. And I think that's hilarious. I remember when I moved out of my, uh, my last, uh, condo, there's a guy, uh, in the market right underneath my building who had a, a used vinyl store. Super cool guy. I love the guy. And I go, I go, listen, I'm moving. And I just found I have a whole box full of CDs. Must be three, 400 CDs. I go, you want them to sell them in your store? And he's like, nah, dude, nobody wants to buy CDs. He goes, you got any albums? I go, no, I got no vinyl. But I literally, like what George was saying, I couldn't give them away. Like it was probably three or 400 CDs. And I, I ended up just throwing them in the garbage because nobody wants them, but they want the older technology. And then yeah. the other thing I think is, you got any cassette tapes, dude? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. The other thing I think is interesting is remember when we were growing up, um, how important your association with music was to your socialization, right? Like the music that you listened to defined a big part of the group of kids that you hung out with, right? There were the, yeah. like there were yeah. the rockers and there were the punkers you know, and there were like alternative kids, right? Bangers, right? And we really identified around that. And so the the music that you had and your own curated music selection was so important to who you were and how you kind of identified and socialized. Well, now in whatever we're at 2017, I no longer have a music collection. When I got rid of those CDs, I then had a giant iTunes library that I had patched together from my my much cooler music friends who had huge iTunes libraries and they would give me like, you know, here's 50 gigs of really great music. And that's why I had this huge library. I got rid of it all last year and I'm happy to just stream Spotify and not, I don't own a single piece of music anymore. Not a single piece. No. And I feel yeah. like, but be, even though I don't own a single piece of music, I have almost every song I can ever think of at my fingertips all the time. 
because the technology behind streaming music allows that to happen, and that's right. That's pretty crazy when we think about it. Like, it's pretty fucking yeah. amazing. Pretty yeah, amazing. I use I do Google Play, and it's like any song ever recorded. Yeah, right. you just like you know, you're driving to work, and you're like, oh, I have this song in my head, and like 30 seconds later, you're listening to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. you know, big ripoff for the artists that never get paid for it anymore, I suppose. But you know, we, we could have another podcast on the economics of how all this has changed. But yeah. but yeah, music is a huge thing. You know what I wonder about with with the tunes though is, um, I mean, there's such an explosion of music, right? It's so easy to record it in your own home now. Everybody can put out music, and and it's got to be such so many different subgenres. And when we were growing up, there was less of that, and there was so much more of a shared experience. So. There was a smaller library for people to tap into, right? If you were punk, you listened to basically three or four artists. And if you were rock, you listened to three or four artists. There wasn't quite the variety. And at the same time, mm. there was yep. a bigger crossover. We play music with our friends once in a while on the weekend, right? And you could, if I called up the words to Jack and Diane, or if I started to play it, you guys could all sing that for sure, right? Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Rolling Stones, but like a little bit before our generation, everybody who's 10 years older than us, can sing probably the whole Rolling Stones catalog. And I wonder how that's going to yeah. impact kids and stuff growing up now because there's such a wide variety of music and you don't have albums that you share. You listen to one song here and one song there. And I kind of wonder if that shared experience is going to get lost a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, that's absolutely. an interesting question. It has, it has, it has points. It has. Well, I mean, but I don't know how much of that is just a function of our age, too, though, Bruce. Yeah, I think that's like part you got of it. two, you got two moving variables there, and I don't know how to isolate. Yeah. I'm not saying that 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 you're not correct on that, but but you've got two moving variables. Well, for sure, 20 years. From Bruce now. is right, though. The exponential growth of music is ridiculous. I remember yes. in grade eight, so we were all. So let's go to grade eight, Mr. Smith's class, and we a lot of a lot of Michael Jackson. Class. Oh yeah. yeah. So absolutely, my first album was Thriller. It came Thriller. Out in November yeah. 1982. I remember buying it, and yeah. that's all you listened to. Like it was the biggest album of all time. It's amazing, and I think Bruce really hits it on the head there. There was even if you were with Kevin Stadnick or uh, you know the Punkers or the different people, Leona Brooks of the <laughs> of our world. At least, like, there was very little that we can listen to. Now my daughter comes up and she goes, oh, hey, this song came out like 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and she tells me like this, I just remember this, it was like three weeks ago, this whatever artist sings, I've got issues, this girl that's talking about the angst of becoming an adolescent and, you know, getting into her love life. And it's a very cool song. And she just, yeah, it just came out. And I'm all, what? It it freaked me out. Like, like, it's ridiculous. But that's the technology. Like, if we wanted to get a band out there, due to technology, we can get on YouTube, we can get on Vimeo, we can share it, we can get it on Facebook. You can expose more than ever with the 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 technology. You can share and get your music or get your product out there faster than ever. Well, right. So, so yeah, you no longer need the middlemen that you used to need. You don't need like, the BGIs, you know, Sony, yeah. BGI, Atlantis. Like you yeah. know, you just don't need them anymore. Like they, I mean, they they do some stuff, and but um, you know, I, I see the Capitol Records building in Hollywood when I went there last time. I'm like so sad, you know. So it's like all the hits, it's, em- <laughs> it's empty basically. It's empty. It's right? all dusty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and windows. <laughs> and uh, but but you know everybody if anybody has a half good song I think people just appreciate music also in a different way because it speaks to the diversity of today. So we had mm-hmm. we had our little groups 
but now, I mean, I, I still travel across the world and do different things. And I find myself in high schools. There aren't those groups anymore. It's just a mismatch of everything. And people just integrate and the diversity is kind of embraced. And I think that reflects the kind of music and vice versa. I think the music reflects that kind of diversity, right? And um, with technology, uh, you can just access it. What would John Hughes make a movie about today? <laughs> <laughs> Not breakfast, but if he can subdivide a high school. <laughs> It'd be a bunch of shades of beige, a bunch of shades of gray. Okay. Pretty and gray. Be pitiful. Yeah. Did he also do yeah. St. Elmo's Fire? Was, did John Hughes do St. Elmo's Fire as well? Oh, I can't remember. He did Breakfast Club. Candles. 16 Candles. Breakfast right? Club, Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Hey, guys, can I switch gears from the music thing? Because I want to, this is something yep. that's very, uh, just as a quick thing about other impacts. So uh, technology is so integrated now into my job. <gasps> oh. So final comment. So if I'm doing rounds with my residents or my medical students, I have now have gotten to get used to people pulling out their phones. And I can't tell if they're social networking, if they're texting, or if they're actually looking up stuff that I'm talking about for most up to date. So one of the things that I'd like you guys to comment on, have you had an experience where technology throws you in the face where I'm saying something to them, like I'm teaching them something, and then an internal medicine resident or a plastic surgery resident will go, oh, well, you know, the most up-to-date uh, guidelines suggest this, Dr. Alvarez, and he is looking up in real time information that I don't know yet, and that's the something that slaps me in the face all the time, how people are so, uh, their ability to tap into a gigantic reservoir of knowledge in real time. It's very cool for me. Well, I hope you gave that resident a failing grade for showing you up like that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, George, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I actually, that was one of the things that I wanted to bring tonight to, to speak to as well. Perfect case in point for George though, because as I mentioned to George earlier today, I have a, yeah, I have a software company that's in the healthware, healthcare space. So I don't know any, obviously I didn't go to med school. I don't know very much about medicine, but I went to the one conference a year that I go to, uh, this morning and I sat in a room with a bunch of, you know, the top medical experts in Canada, all talking about the industry, all the, you know, MDs and PhDs in, in genetics and all these guys up there talking about sequencing genomes and whatnot. And I didn't understand any of it. But because I was able to sit there and constantly Google terms that people were saying, I actually kept up with the conversation. And I wanted wow. to point that out to George this morning because I was like, oh, you think you're so smart that you're a doctor, but all I had to do was fucking Google eight <laughs> this morning and I kept up with all these guys, you know, as, as a joke. But I think there's two things, two things that strike me. One, and this comes back to Steve, you're talking about the rate of technological change. And there's a, yeah. there's actually a name for that mathematical algorithm. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. The fact that maximum computing power actually doubles every 18 months. So yeah. the, 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 you know, the curve of how technology changes. But the other thing that happens, I think, in listening to people in the room this morning, and obviously I didn't say anything because I wasn't qualified to, but listening to people in this room this morning is it's incredible what, what, technology's ability to help us communicate has done to drive the rate of change of understanding in fields other than technology, like fields like medicine and academics, where, you know, not only when George was in med school, but say you go back like 50 years, if you were a leading cancer researcher in the US, you would have to travel to London or Paris and sit in an international symposium yeah. to, you know, get collegial information from the other experts. And in then the world. and write and, and, and have to write the scholar. Like, dear yeah. Dr. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And they're quoting each other's studies. 
And now you yeah. literally do it in real time. And so the, the pace of the accumulation of that knowledge is astounding. So that's the one thing that I wanted to point out. And then, so George, that's awesome that you, that you mentioned that one. And then the other thing I think that kind of spins off of that is I had a conversation in the airport a few days ago with this random guy. We were uh, drinking in the uh, bar in the airport and we started talking and we were talking about the fact, like what it means to society that everybody now walks around with basically the sum total of human knowledge in their hand, right? It no longer makes you smart if you have knowledge, right? Nope. It used to be back nope. in the day, like a big part of education. You know, George, when you went to med school, you had to memorize shit like crazy, right? Coveted, yep. coveted, now, coveted knowledge. Coveted knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Now you're walking around... And it's not like you're walking around with textbooks in your hand. You're you're walking around with textbooks that are indexed for instant search and and you know like a cross relational database that that's searchable. So what actually makes a person intelligent today is almost completely different than it was 20 years ago because we used to talk like when I was in business school we used to talk about knowledge is power and you know you would buy companies because of the knowledge that they had or because of the data that they had. And now when you start to move towards an era where knowledge and data is almost ubiquitous, it changes everything, right? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, like Bruce, it'd be interesting to, to ask Marnie, because the conversation this guy had was, what the hell are we teaching kids in school now? If you don't have to teach them to memorize stuff, like I would assume that the thoughts about education moving forward must be just dramatically changing. Like, why would you ever teach a kid to memorize something when you have the, you know, the the entire world's encyclopedia at your fingertips all the time? So now we got to yeah. teach kids to think, right? And and what differentiates you is your ability to use like critical reasoning and ah, yeah. it's just like to In me, it's just, it's just incredible to think about. Yeah, integration. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's probably another topic. I'd love to talk about that. I'd also love to talk about how our access to technology. Uh, keeps us connected to the knowledge, but disconnected from having a conversation with another human being, right? So, yeah, just, well, sure. and I just need to say really quickly, I was just joking about a couple, you know, a couple of years ago. Actually, it was just before the year before Dave passed away, uh, we were in a in a in a new city, and we're like, hey, let's put our phones away and let's like let's just you know, go and ask people for directions. And we went up, we went up to this group of uh, women and said, hey, you know, we're new here. You know, do you guys know where this is? And she just looked at us and says, why don't you fucking Google it? And she walked away, right? And we're like, <laughs> and, we, and we're like, and we're like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like we were, we actually were trying to have some human contact, right? And yeah. because it was like, it's a, you, you can get it another way, right? And when you can access that, there are negative implications for our human connection and how little we actually collaborate anymore. It's, you know? it's, it's a yes and a no, right? We're doing this podcast because this amazing technology exists now that we couldn't have even done probably five or six years ago. So, I mean, we're staying connected in a way that we haven't for how long? And technology is really helping that. But I, I hear what you're saying. Most of the time, yeah. we have our nose buried in our phone when we shouldn't. The timer went off a long time ago. Uh, the one they left behind gets the last thought before we go to what's going on yeah. this week. Um, all that knowledge and power that everybody has in their phone, and I agree with you 100% less, but it has ruined more good parties than it's saved, I think. How many times... When we were a little bit younger, you could have sat around and said, what's the population of Germany? And you could have debated that for three hours. That conversation yeah. is over in five seconds now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't debate yeah. anymore. <laughs> no. yeah, 17,342,000. Not even close. It's incredible I know, to I have speculate no idea. on what that's going to do moving forward over the next several generations. Like, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. 
I think we leave it at that. I think uh, let's do a quick roundtable. Technology, are you for it or against it? I think I'm guessing we're for it because some pretty cool stuff has happened. I think we all had some other good examples to throw out there. But uh, let's start with software CEO and uh, company owner Les Hansen in Toronto. Final thoughts and what's coming up this week? Well, I'm massively for it. I think, you know, there's good and bad of everything, but but you can weed out the bad as a grumpy old man and just be massively into all of the incredible things and the incredible new doors that technology keeps opening up for us. So I'm all thumbs up on that. This week, I'm busy as all fuck. I got this home reno to try to sort out. I got two days of business travel coming up. And then uh, this weekend, I'm actually heading out to a place near and dear to your heart, Bruce. I managed to uh, to score myself a weekend in Prince Edward County uh, for the long oh. weekend. So. Nice. I'm, I'm heading to the fabulous Drake Devonshire Hotel and uh, doing some wine tasting and some hipster partying in the county. Would that be, be in uh, Would that be in Picton? Uh, Picton no, or it's Wellington? Just this. Yeah, it's closer to Wellington. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's great. Stunning. What Have a, fun, man. Yeah. What a surprise for us when we headed out there for a couple of days last summer. It was uh, It was wicked. No surprise that the guy that made uh, we don't know less, but we're guessing a million dollars on the back of technology likes technology. <laughs> Doctor George Alvarez out in Calgary. Uh, what do you think? Final thoughts. Unbelievable help in my field. I'm all for it. I, I will echo my concerns with the disconnection that people have now because. If um, sometimes I take public transit just to get back <laughs> to work from whence I came, and you cannot make eye contact with a, a single human being anymore. Everybody's got their nose in their phones, and it's a very weird experience to be in a gigantic crowd and no one looking around anymore. Yeah, so that's yeah. all I have to say about that. And yeah. I got to get back to my dinner party because I'm being okay. a rude guest. Top, yeah. <laughs> top, top shelf will will let you go right away. Uh, but red meat, have you tried it yet, or are you still off? Oh no, I'm two months into dudes. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Yeah, man. Well, watch uh, your mouth. Watch your mouth, Hanson. Watch your mouth. <laughs> are you feeling any different? Since I was, do in you San feel Francisco. closer to God? That's my only question for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I've my dumps haven't changed because my dumps have always been spectacular. And you, it's like yeah. putting a bumper sticker on the Mona Lisa. Like you can't, get, <laughs> you can't get better than perfection. <laughs> wow. I, I, that that went over my head. Yeah. But. That that that's <laughs> it. That's it. We're getting you off. St Stevie D, leadership guru. In Winnipeg. Uh, uh, same old, same old. I, I think technology is awesome. And I, I'm going to echo what Les said. I think we get like, I love it because, you know, all these people that had knowledge before that gave them an advantage are just a bunch of all the same now. And the differentiation is integration and experience, which is my forte. So um, I love it. I love technology. I think it's great. And yeah, I'm going to ride the wave uh, where I'm going this week. Uh, I'm here with the boys in Winnipeg for four or five days and I'm off to Stratford for like three days. Oh. Uh, which I'm ex I'm excited about to do some uh, leadership development stuff out there and uh, do some coaching and then back here. So just same old, same old in my world. I'm um, looking forward to it though. And I'll be out in uh, in beginning of June in um, Toronto to take less finally for dinner. We'll believe it when we see it. Uh, the one they left behind, what I didn't get to touch on in the technology is just how it's changed my remote cabin that I have basically have real world infrastructure out there. And someday we'll talk about that. But I'm I'm, I'm with you 100% on the technology front. It, it absolutely blows me away. Love it. Uh, last weekend, I started doing a shingling job with Harold Smith and we didn't quite get her done. So that's part of my weekend plans is to go help him uh, get that done. And Todd Harwood's knocking down a garage, so it's a it's a weekend of doing real work instead of what I normally do, which is typing and it's sending like, emails and <laughs> pretending. It's I'm like the Mennonites, <laughs> the Mennonites are getting to work, eh? 
Are you going to raise a barn wall I, after that? I can hardly wait to do a good old-fashioned <laughs> barn raising and drink a bunch of homemade Put booze. on some suspenders and a black hat first. <laughs> Next time I call in, I'll be blind from the hooch we drink when we're done. <laughs> All right, boys, that's the pod. Uh, I think it was All a few. Right. I had a lot of fun. Thanks, boys. Have fun, George. Right. Love you guys. Talk right. to you guys soon. Yeah, talk soon. Bye-bye. Right. Ciao. Want to add your perspective? Tweet us. We are at Sony Pod.